Blog Talk Radio. about life's problems to make break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available. Make sure it's plugged in right quick. You can go to our chat room, which is available right now on reconnect my heart, excuse me, on uh, Blog Talk Radio. You can go on there and you can send your questions or prayer requests. Also, for those who are interested in seeing the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to reconnectmyheart.com, reconnectmyheart.com, as well as on 
Facebook. You can go on Brother Prater or on my, excuse me, on my um, Facebook page, Brother Prater, or you can go to brotherprater.com. So we have a variety of ways that you can watch the video version of Reconnect My Heart. Once again, you can go to our, my Facebook page under Brother Prater, spelled brother out, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Or you can go to brotherprater.com. I would like to say hello to each and every one of you all. And, <clears throat> me, and also, thank you, thank you, thank you for y'all continued prayers and support. Before we actually get started with the program, I do want to bring up a little acknowledgement. I want to make a little acknowledgement. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you all who send y'all birthday wishes. I thank you all. I'm, I'm very blessed and very honored um, to be here uh, one more time, not just be on the show, but also just thank God for just being alive. You know, God blessed me on this past Thursday to celebrate my 49th anniversary of being in this world. So I thank God for I received many phone calls, many text messages, so much acknowledgement, and I don't take it lightly. I thank you all so much as well. Thank you all for your prayers um, this past Monday. Uh, was my sister's birthday. She would have turned 48, and then me turning 49 on Thursday. So our birthdays were three days apart. So, you know, when she was here, we celebrated practically the whole week, her birthday, and we always celebrate our birthdays together. Before my birth cause, we wanted to celebrate as being the same age, even though if it was for three days. So even though she's no longer with us, in the physical realm, but we thank God that her legacy is still here. And I thank y'all for y'all tribute and y'all prayers and acknowledgement for both my birthday as well as hers. So I want to thank each and every one of you all for that. Today, we're going to talk about, um, this was a very interesting um, topic that hit me um, actually yesterday. Normally, I like to make sure that I have uh, the episode I'm going to speak about. I like to uh, post it out in advance for people to know and also for me to be able to really just uh, have the time to hear from God and do some research and everything. And this week was pretty busy, and I was talking to God and say, God, look here, um, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to talk about? And yesterday there was um, a post that God gave me. So I wrote it on Facebook, and it kind of mm, it kind of hit a little something. And next thing you know, I end up going to, you know, walking around the house, and I got not one confirmation but two confirmations. Those that know me, I always tell y'all, and I don't mind being transparent, um, <clears throat> I was in my study hall. <laughs> I went to the restroom to go brush my teeth. And as I was looking, I, I was brushing my teeth, I was looking in the mirror, and it was like God began to really just start talking to me more about what I had posted. And I was like, huh. And then I went to the kitchen, and I cut on the TV, and next thing you know, no, I'm sorry, it was on my phone. It was on my phone Um it was on my phone, and next thing you know, there was a video that was coinciding with exactly what I had just posted, 
And then also what God began to tell me as I brushed my teeth, I said, okay, God, I see what it is. I see what it is. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and start off basically first by speaking on what I posted on Facebook, and then I'll I'll let that be the segue of go to what we're going to talk about today. So yesterday, my post was, hmm, <clears throat> never underestimate the power of telling folks no. It will raise your self-esteem, confidence, worth, etc. Listen, old folks, in explanation, if you chose not to participate or get involved in things, you can help certain folks. As soon as you start helping them in their situation, you end up doing everything, and it will end up being your headache. Don't let folks walk over you or use the mess out of you anymore. You have the power. Use it by telling folks no. Be blessed, Brother Prater. And so when I was when I posted that and I ended up going to um I I began to listen more when I was uh, brushing my teeth and then all of a sudden I began to um look at this video and this video was like I said, it was coinciding with what I had posted and what happened. There was a lady that was catfished. I believe that was the terminology that they say. And come to find out, she was used. And she was used because of her letting her guards down. And I'm going to speak about that more. So long story short, on today, today's topic, we're going to talk about the power to say no, the power to say no. Stop being used by folks or stop being used by others. One of the things I really have to emphasize from the jump is so many people that allow themselves to be used. And unfortunately, let's be honest, unfortunately, many of us as believers have had our kindness taken for weakness. A lot of times people will come to us because they feel like we can't say no. There will be people that will try to use your belief or your Christian faith to hover you to uh, hover over you to use you to make you feel guilty of well you gotta do that. But see the Bible says that or you you know you call yourself a Christian. The Bible says it's better to give than receive. Have you noticed they'll so easily bring up these scriptures and they don't even apply to their own life. They can tell you how to be a Christian but they won't even walk it out themselves. And so this is one of the things that we as believers, as true believers, we have to understand. God did not design for us to be used or uh, or be gullible people's trickery. It's time for us to stand up and not be used or be a walking mat because we have to understand we represent Christ. This this point blank. When it boils down to it, we represent Christ and we are God's children. One of the main scriptures I really want us to understand that we may overlook 
in certain situations, but God wants us to look at it in every situation. God wants us to be good stewards. Good stu- in other words, stewardship. We have to understand stewardship. Stewardship or being a good steward simply means being a good manager. Understand, we are a manager, but we're not the owner. We are a manager. In other words, we're supposed to manage what is given to us by the owner. We often hear, we often sing, you know, my body, my body belongs to God. We'll sing my possessions, everything I own belongs to God. It belongs to God, but we give it freely as if we're the owner of what we are, quote, unquote, uh, that are in our possessions. So we have to understand, before we do anything, we always have to consult the owner, point blank. We have to consult the owner, and if God tells us, oh, I want you to give that, then, of course, give it because we're, listen, we're being, the steward's a good manager because we are following these instructions of the owner. But, unfortunately, many of us, when God would tell us, hey, don't do this, don't do that, you know, that person is not uh, that person not responsible or, you know, that's not your responsibility. Well, I'm, I just got a given heart, and we end up being a used heart. And like I said, this is Christians, us, my fellow brothers and sisters. So God wants us to be better stewards and not be wasteful with the things that he has given us. And also, we're not supposed to be giving anything or doing anything that God did not authorize us to do. So in order for us to stop being used, we got to start listening to God. Regardless, listen, regardless if we're trying to help, a lot of times we just talk about, you know, we just talk about other people. Well, you know, they uh, they were trying to help that boy get on his feet or help that girl get on his feet. And we often associate that with relationship. Well, we're going to step outside of relationship because it does include relationships. But we also got to think about our children. We got to think about family. We got to think about kinfolks. There are some people that, listen, you can't help everybody. Everybody is not um, uh, uh, trustworthy or everybody is not um, responsible enough to receive what we try to do for them. I just say it that way. A lot of people are not in a place or in a condition to receive from us because a lot of times people end up making their own decisions and they end up dealing with the consequence of a choice. And instead of them getting off their own two feet, what happened, they drag us, they involve us into their mess. And when we do things that God did not authorize us to do, then if they are receiving punishment or receiving the consequences of their bad decision, and we try to help them to what happened, we end up getting the licks of what was supposed to be given to them. So, I wanted to bring up this point right here. We got to first understand how to identify. Let us talk about how to know or how to identify when you're being used. Think about this. The first thing I want to do is talk about if a person or like I said, it don't have to be somebody that you're dating. It, like I said, it could be family. It could be coworkers. 
hypocrites. It could be anybody. Because remember, you are a Christian, and everybody knows that you're trying to do the right thing. Everybody knows you're trying to do the right thing. So you're trying to do the right thing. What happened? You're the main one that people try to go to. People try to go to you to try to use you. They don't care about you being saved. What they try to do, they try to use you because they feel like they can get an answer out of you. They can get something out of you, some type of deal. Because, well, you know, this person say no. This person, listen, get this. Have you noticed? They already know the sinner person, the person who ain't living right, they know that they're going to recognize their game. So what they'll do, they'll come to you because they feel like you're gullible. Or they feel like we're gullible. So if a person does not call you, or the only time a person calls you when they want something, that's something first thing. That's the first thing you need to think about. If a person only contact you when they want something, hmm, that's something to let you know. You know what? This person really don't value me. That person may not value you. That person may value what you got. Or that person may not value you. That person may value what's in your possession. In other words, they don't respect you, but they respect your money. Or it may not be money. They may respect your time. See, they all may they always may want to call you and ask you to bail them out or something. Hey, I need you to help me to do this. I need you to help me to do that. But the only time you hear from them is when they won't. In other words, gimme, gimme, gimme. There are some people, and I'm pretty sure, you know, you're just like me. There are some people, you have to look at the call ID to see who is calling before you answer it. Because you already know, if it's certain people, you're like, oh, boy, wait a minute. How come the only time I hear from them was something wrong? You know, it's something to think about. You know, there are some people, let's let's keep it real. There's, there are some women that's out there. You already know. There are certain guys that will call you. The only time they call you is when they want something. Hmm. Have you noticed when you're getting ready to turn your life around and you say, you know what, I'm going to start doing the right thing. I'm, I'm not going to be used. I'm not going to uh, have sex before marriage. I'm going to do the right thing. And then all of a sudden, this one person, when you make up in your mind that you're going to do right, all of a sudden, this person calls you in the middle of the night. Well, hey, you know, how you doing? I just called and checked how you were doing, you know. Man, look here, you don't care about how I'm doing. And look here, you're going to call me at 3 o'clock in the morning just to see how I'm doing. Man, get off this phone. 3 o'clock in the evening, that's one thing. 3 o'clock in the morning, hey, 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 hey. You want to call me just to see how I'm doing? How I'm doing? I'm doing sleep. That's what I'm doing, and that's how I'm doing. But you have to understand, there are certain people, they already, look here, a lot of them, they, more, they know more about you than you know about yourself. They know about you, and they know about what you got. They know what, look, they know just about everything, about, because when a person wants something from you, uh, they're going to see everything pertaining to what you got. In other words, they're going to do their homework. And so there's something for you to think about. If a person calls you when they want something, what if they call you to, hey, you know, I didn't want a thing, just call and check and see how you were doing. That's good. That's that's That's, that's great. But make sure, get this, make sure it's consistent because there are some people when they know, let's just say, if they know that their rent is due on Friday 
they may call you on Monday. Hey, hey, how you doing? I just call, I just called check to see how you were doing. They call you on Monday or Tuesday. Hey, I didn't want them to call check to see how you were doing. And then all of a sudden, you don't hear from them to that Thursday. Well, hey, how you doing? You know, say, um, I know I called you the other day. I just called check to see how you were doing the other day. But uh, look, uh, I got a problem. What is it? Well, you know, my money kind of short, and I need some help to uh, pay my rent. When is it due? When is it due tomorrow? Wait a minute. And you just not calling me and telling me, you know, I'm going to tell you this. I had somebody I haven't seen. I don't know if I had shared this story years ago or not. But there was someone that um, I've known for a long time, and I hadn't seen him in maybe about 20 years. And I was on the way to church. Excuse me, I was on the way home to change to go to church. And as I was on the way home, I saw this person. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, we were acquaintances growing up. We were acquaintances. Hey, I just called check. You know, I just wanted to see how you were doing, man. Good to see you, blah, blah, blah. We exchanged numbers. I made it to the house and changed. Might have taken about maybe 15 minutes. I ended up hitting the road. That person called me. I say within at least no more than an hour, an hour after I had seen him, and I hadn't seen him in maybe 20 years, that person called me to ask me for some money. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, he's going to ask me for some money. How about if he didn't see me a couple minutes ago, how about he asked the person that he would have asked? You know, so there will be people who may try to, Use you, try to test you to see what they can get out of you. But you have to understand, you have to be able to recognize some of these people because so many people, they will milk you dry. So being able to understand and identify when someone contacts you only when they want something. Okay, I wouldn't answer. Hey, you know what? To be honest with you, you know, and and this this is me. I, I don't like to assume. There are some people. There are some people. I'm like, you know, I had to learn. Like I said, and this is me. This is me now versus who I was. Who I was in the beginning. I used to believe everything a person said. I said used to. I used to believe everything a person said, until I realized. Wait a minute. This person. It's lying because I used to assume that everybody would tell the truth, everybody be honest because that's the kind of person that I was. If I was honest to other people, I would assume that everybody would be honest to me. Come to find out that's the biggest lie ever been told. Actually, I made assumptions, and you can't assume everybody is like you. So I had to learn the hard way, especially me, I just said, me growing up in Luceric Jail, me growing up there. I became more aware of how people really are. I'm like, wow, you know, not just the inmates, shucks, it's coworkers, it's supervision, it's administration, all these people, people are people. And there are some people, you have to look beyond the mask, you have to look beyond the titles. There are some people, they don't have any ethics, they don't have any morals. And so you have to Check out each person and to see how they are. <clears throat> so the other thing, if the person would say they do everything they can 
to give you as little as possible. In other words, as little information or even friendship or availability. You're available for this person 100%, but this person is not available to you at 100%. You have to recognize the person's characteristics. You have to understand how a person is because the main thing of it is you can't go by how a person say they are. You got to understand and observe how a person is, how they actions. Are they actions? Listen, how they say actions speak louder than words? Understand that a person's actions would define who they are, not their words. Because look here, the devil can lie. <laughs> People can lie. People would tell you how they are based on what they can get out of you. And that's what we have to understand as believers, as believers. And I really have to emphasize that because a lot of time people try to take us for granted. You know, I'm, I'm going to say it. A lot of times you see some of these people, and, and he, he used to burn me up when I began to when I began to recognize, and I called him out on it. Hey, look here. Don't be trying to use us. Have you noticed that there are some people, they'll go to a smaller church to get what they can get out of them. But they won't mess with the big church. You know why? Because the big church, there are some people that's up there that's watching. A lot of times they may try to go to a smaller church because they feel like they can get one over or get, you know, pull a wolf on their head, so to speak. Uh-uh. That's why the Bible tells us that we need to be wise as a serpent but harmless as a dove. And also one of the scriptures I always believe in, try the spirit, try their spirit by not your spirit, but by the spirit of God. Examine it. And when God gives you the results or the proof of who they really are, like Maya Angelou said, when a person shows you who they really are, believe them. Don't, and listen, quit trying to medicate or change somebody. Listen, you can't change anybody. That person has the responsibility or wanted to change for themselves. But see, when they when you want them to change for you, then you actually become their God. Because if they want to change for you, then that means they want to change for you and not for God or not for themselves. So we have to understand that there are some people that would try to use the mess out of us. I'm telling you from what I know, not because of, you know, I grew up in church. Enough. No, listen, I'm telling you what goes on behind the scenes. I hear people talk. I hear the conversation, and a lot of times, some people, I'm going to say it, and I'm not saying it from just me speaking. I'm telling you what they have told me about me. A lot of them, they'll try to talk over my head, and I'm listening to them because they feel like, well, you know, he's naive. He just don't know. And not realize that just because I'm not looking at you doesn't mean that I'm not paying attention to you. God gave me eyes to watch in front of me, but I might be listening to you and you right beside me. So we have to understand, listen, as believers, we have to have our ears to the ground of what's going on in society. We can't be naive. Well, you know, I don't need to be knowing that. Yes, you do. You need to know. We as believers need to know what type of spirit that we're dealing with. These are spirits. See, the people that we're dealing with, it's a spirit within them that make them feel like they need to do some type of devilment to get over us. Get this. Get over the church. Get over God's children. First of all, you don't need to be getting over anybody, period. But then also now you want to get over people that are trying to do the right thing, trying to be helpful, and taking people kindness for weakness 
Oh, no, no, no. So we have to understand we have to be mindful at all times, 24-7. In other words, also, we have to keep our guards up. We have to keep our guards up. Just because we encounter someone and they may say, well, I'm a Christian. Oh, well, praise the Lord, yeah. Look here. If they say they're a Christian, you watch them even more. Shoot. You need to watch them. Like I said, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. There are people that are out there that will sift you as weak. See, a lot of times we think that the enemy would come from the outside, but in fact, it's the enemy they have snuck in to come in within. There is no explosion. There's an implosion. So we have to understand there are people that will try to come in to try to manipulate you, to try to con you, to try to use you. And th- think about this. People can't use you when your guards are up. People can't use you when you're not vulnerable. It's when you're vulnerable. It's when you let your guards down. That's when people can take advantage of you. I'm going to have to bring this up because I don't want to forget this. Even in the video that I was watching yesterday, I began to see a pattern. And one of the things I have to think about is a lot of times, when I say people will take your kindness for weakness, but also there are times where people get you or try to take advantage of you when you're vulnerable. Why did I say that? One of the incidents was the young lady that I saw on the video yesterday, she was being catfished. She was being used by a particular person that's supposed to be her fiancé that she never met. She met online. And she began to start you know, uh, he, he gained her trust at first. He gained her trust. And then eventually, he ended up getting some money out of her. Now, get this. She was vulnerable. She was a single mother. She was up in age. But also, she was vulnerable because she had just lost her daughter. She had just lost her daughter. And then a month after, she had met this joker that was online now he want to ask her for some money because he's he short some money and he want to buy his daughter a bedroom set. Keyword, he said his daughter. He already knew that she lost her daughter. So what happened, he hit a soft spot in her. She felt she felt vulnerable of, you know, she was already grieving. And now, oh, he want to do something for his daughter. That's so sweet. Let me give money. Let me give some money. Well, eventually, when it was all said and done, she ended up realizing that she was used after she lost so much money. But the key thing was he caught her when she was vulnerable. And God does not want us to let our guards down. I don't care if they say, well, I am a Christian. Why you Why you don't trust? Uh-uh. No. Look here. If somebody trying to have you to prove your trust, you don't run from it. You applaud them. But it's your responsibility not to break that trust. But as a believer, what we have to realize, we need to quit giving people our trust. One of the main things I always say Trust is not given for free. Trust is not given. Trust is earned. But what we get it mixed up at, we give people our trust, but we make them earn our respect. And listen, it's supposed to be vice versa. Respect is given automatically. 
Respect is given automatically. Respect is given for free, but trust has to be earned. Trust is a wage. There is a wage on trust, not on respect. And so that's why we have to understand as believers, we have to be conscious of what God wants us to do. Everything is in, in here is biblical pertaining to God telling us to lay hands subtly on no man, meaning don't give your approval or don't give your trust to people who have not earned your trust. But what do we do? Well, you know, uh, you, 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 can't be, you can't be so hard. That devil is a lie. And most people that talk like that, you have to understand those type of people that end up being used all the time. But you have to look at yourself as a business. Have you noticed in a secular business what happened? They are mandated. There are protocols and responsibilities and SOPs, code of conduct and uh, standard operating procedures, all these rules set up in place to build up and to protect the integrity of the business. But we'll do that and we'll work on a job that has things in place and rules in place to protect the integrity of the business. But with life, we're going out of business. We're losing our, we're losing our hope and, and confidence in mankind. We lo- we're getting our trust broken. All these things because we are not following the same pattern in the secular world that God wants us to implement within our spiritual world or our spiritual being. And we end up getting ourselves hurt. Uh, well, you know, I guess it was God's will. The devil is a lie. God didn't, look here, God didn't have you do that, and the devil didn't have you do that. It was you that did all your lack of understanding. So God does not want us to be used. And we got to quit allowing ourselves to be used or be joked by people. So I want to go into this. Some people, if you want to identify some of the people that potentially may try to use you or whatever, they never seem to think about you. They always think about themselves. They always have them as the only priority, not you. In other words, they're not considerate about you. They're considered about themselves only. I want to hurry up and get hurry up and get, go through this real quick. <laughs> get this. You may know a lot about that person. Listen, you, you, you try to beat up for that person. And like I said, this is not that pertaining to a dating or a person you may try to be in a relationship with or might be interested in. But like I said, it can even be pertaining to family, some of the ones that you may try to help, your children, or even your parent. It could be anybody. But you have to look and examine each person. Because there are some people right now, I guarantee you, if they haven't called you this week, if they haven't called you today, there's going to be somebody that may call you next week. They may try to, hey, I need you to do me a favor. Hey, you know, how come every time, how come every time you call me and you ask me to help you or bail you out of this and I bail you out, I never ask anything for return, then all of a sudden I got to help you out again. What did you do with not just the money, but what did you do with the help that I gave you? Well, well, you know, some came up, some came up. I'm going to say it like this. When you watch people, let's just say, hey, I know, and get this, there are people, sometimes we go on hard times. Sometimes we may have hard times. That's totally understandable. But if you ask me for, let's say, 
for ten dollars. Time I see you, or every time I, you know, I see on Facebook, you take pictures of your house and you always got a forty ounce, or you got a carton of cigarettes every week. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. I'm not giving to you. You know why? Because that's a bad investment. Whatever God give us or whatever God has for us, and he have us to be a steward or a manager over, it could be our money, it could be our time, our resources, whatever it is. Whatever God give us, he wants us to be a great investor, like I said, a good steward. That means being able to invest into the things that he wants us to do. If it, if it doesn't represent God or reflect God, uh-uh. I'm not getting myself involved in it. You shouldn't either. Because remember this. That's not your money that's in your pocket. That's God's money. So if you normally know that you're helping somebody and you know what they may be doing with it, I don't care how you say, well, you know, that's, you know, that, that's your responsibility. Uh, this, this is anointed money. And, and, and if, if I give it to you, you better use it. You already know how that person is. Now, it's one thing where, hey, if, if you're going to help them, don't give them money directly. If you're going to pay a bill, hey, let me, let me see that bill. Or let me call in or whatever like that. Now, I know, hey, here's the cash right here. Because if they, listen, if they're not going to manage their own, if they ain't going to manage their money, what make you think they're going to manage the money you gave them? Stop being fooled or being played the okie doke on people. Look here, they ain't dumb. <laughs> they ain't dumb. We just being naive or being, uh, uh, what's the other word? We're not being not only naive, but we're turning a blind eye to how they really are. We know how they are. So understand, those kind of people, they know very little about you. And get this, they call you their friend. But if they call you their friend, and like I said, it can even be family too. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite cousin or whatever like that. Oh, yeah, you know, I just love them. They tell you how they feel about them, and guess what? You might be their favorite friend. You may be their best friend, but are they your best friend? See, a lot of times they'll only look up to you or they only show you appreciation because they know that you'll be there to help them get out, them bail out. But as long as soon as you say, no, nah, I can't do it, what do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. They'll be ready to cuss you out. They'll post on Facebook how bad of a person you are and all this. Oh, that person called himself a preacher. That person called himself a Christian. And, you know, they just selfish, all that stuff. I'm going to say it like this. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Look here. I'm going to drop this down. You can pick it up if you want to. But there are some people, you see it. There are some people, they talk about, oh, uh, I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm the black sheep of the family. Yeah, you're saying you're the black sheep of the family, but in actuality, you got to think about how you've been treating your family. There are some people, they're dogs, they family. They're dogs, they, they friends and all that stuff. They're dogs them when somebody stand up and say, no, I ain't going to support your foolishness no more. When you call people out, when they get upset, you ain't look here. You don't owe them an apology. You don't own it. Well, you know, I'm doing this for your own good. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, they know. Stop being used. When a person speak poorly to you about others, just like I was saying, they'll post on Facebook. Look here, 
you're only good for them for what they can get out of you. That's something, look, that's something you have to understand how a person is. You got to understand and examine who you help. Just call it like it is. You got to check out the people that you help because a lot of people that you help, they don't mean you're any good anyway. Just point blank. But a true person, you know what, if you, I'm going to say it like this. Let's just say that I go to somebody that I've been, you know, I always borrow money. And it's not that I'm a bad person. It's that I'm a bad manager of the money that I already have. What if I'm living above my means? What if I'm living above my means? And then the person I go to that might ask for help, they hey, hey, they talk to me, hey, look, let me tell you something. You know, I don't mind helping you and you'll pay me back and all this stuff, but I'm noticing a pattern. You know, you ask me every month. You know, I just want to know what's going on. I'm not trying to get into your business, but when I'm giving you money, I'm included into your business. So I'm trying to help you. So that way you won't you don't have to borrow not just from me, but you don't have to borrow from anybody. If you're lacking money, let me help you because apparently you're asking me for some money and I got what you need and maybe I can give you not just money, but I can give you some advice so that way you can have something on your own and for yourself. Okay. Now, if I say, but I don't need your help, but guess what? If I can't take his advice, then that means I can't take his money. Just point blank. See, where my money goes and where my advice goes, that's me. Like I said, that's me. If a person asks me, like I said, it's been it's been time where, like I said, we've all had hard times. And if a person asks me one time or, you know, that have been twice, okay, no big deal. And they, pay, and they pay it back. But when a person make it a habit of continue to ask, continue to ask, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll pay me back on Friday but they'll borrow the money back on Monday and it's a cycle. Okay, now okay, let me let me see if I can help you with this. Blah 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 blah. You know. But hey, you know, um you come out better being you know, kinda of budgeting. It. Instead of you um paying for your food, going out to eat, how about you make your food at home and you bring your lunch with you? You know, that'll save you some money. Or how about you, you know, manage around or whatever, you know. Just be mindful, you know, take a you know, take account of what you spent out. You know, these are the things that we have to look at. Hey, hey, one of the things I found out, ain't nothing wrong with clipping coupons. And I'm going to say it like that for those who feel like, oh, well, I don't want her to know. I don't want him to know I'll be clipping coupons. Look here. That's money for your pocket. You know, don't let, look here, don't let pride get you in the way of learning how to be a better steward, a manager. And like I said, not just pertaining to finances, but even pertaining to time, whatever it is. You know, I found that, and this is just me, I found that when I begin to start being more responsible with my time and my, uh, budgeting my, my finances, whatever like that, it made me more conscious of how much time I invest with people. There are some people that you can help. There are some people that you'll talk to, and it's fulfilling. It's reciprocated. It, it's, it's spiritually nourishing. But then there are some people, when you talk to them, it's just draining. It's just draining. You know, there are some people that are time wasters. Point blank. There are some people that are bad stewards with their time, and they'll contact you, and they'll end up wasting your time or make you miss your money. So just be mindful of that. So um, they'll speak poorly of you towards others. They're going to always badmouth you. You know, they badmouth you. 
until they want something. <laughs> the other thing, hmm, when they got something going on, they always around. But if you have something going on in your life, they disappear. These are the kind of people you have to watch. Anytime you end up going through your hardship, and just like how you there for them, when you and your hardship, here you don't hear from them, you need to examine that. And like I said, not just friends, but even family. Got to check it out. One of the things I have to uh, bring, I'm, I'm going to bring this up real quick. Let's skip over that. They get pushy or very manipulative if you don't give them what they want. There are some people, they are so controlling. It's like, it's their way or no way. There are some people, it's like, well, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, we're supposed to, it, it's going to be like this, you know, it's my thing. But, and we're like, wait a minute, I'm helping you out. You know, I do have some say-so or some input. And when they don't value your words or your input, hey, you need to watch them. Like I said, there are some people, there are some people, they're not your assignment. We have to understand that. In other words, there's another part that said they always need to be in charge. They always want to be in charge, but they ain't got nothing to be in charge of. They have nothing. There's something we have to understand that there are some people that mean no good. There are some people, they just, that's how they are. So understand, understanding how a person is and understanding that these are the type of people that may try to come to you, that may always try to ask you for things, always try to take from you. <clears throat> also, they know all the buttons to push. They know all the buttons to push to try to get a response or a reaction out of you. Understand that there are some people, you know, oh, oh, okay, well, all right, well, you go ahead then, oh, Miss Holier Than Thou. As soon as you say no, first of all, you say, yeah, well, here you go. Oh, thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, I thank you so much. You, you, I, I just love you so much. Oh, yeah, they love you when you're doing something for them. But then all of a sudden when you say, well, no, no, I, I, I won't be able to do it. No. Then that's when they want to talk about it. That's when they, oh, you know, they antagonist. Then antagonists, you know, all this stuff, you know, uh, this this was a, a saying, and the person was anonymous. Characterize people by their actions, and you will never be fooled by their words. Characterize people by their actions, and you'll never be fooled by their words. Like I said, there are some people, if you really think about it, there are some people, all you got to do, don't go by what they say. Go by what they do. Watch them. Be very mindful of who they are. By what? By listening to what they say. Excuse me, watch what they do. When you watch what they do, they'll tell you everything about them. They'll tell you everything about them. Now, whenever you feel like someone is taking advantage 
over you or trying to be unfair to you, then open up. In other words, you got to stand up for yourself and fight. You got to defend yourself. I'm going to tell you like this. I don't care how you say, well, you know, I'm just going to pray about it. Most people, most people say that as an excuse for them not to do anything. Well, I'm just going to pray about it. Pray about what? Now, see, this is what prayer will do. Prayer will give you the opportunity and the strength and the verbiage to say what needs to be said at the appointed time. But some people try to use that excuse, well, I'm going to pray about it, meaning they ain't going to do nothing. They want God to do it. God doesn't work that way. It's your responsibility. You know how they say we got to defend the faith? Well, God wants you to stand up because I'm telling you, as long as you don't stand up, you're going to always fall to them. You're going to always be weak and gullible in their mind, in their eyesight, and they're going to always go to you. But until you stand up for yourself, it's just like a bully. The only time a bully will stop messing with you is when you speak up for yourself. When you speak up, when you stand up for yourself, that's, that's, when, the, that's when that bully going to stop bullying you. It's the same thing that's happening when people try to take advantage of you. You got to speak up and listen. Even in the Bible, it tells us, let your yea, matter of fact, um, 37, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Meaning, when you speak up, just pump like no. Oh, did you say you're not going to do it? Yes. Well, why not? This is another one. You don't owe them an explanation pertaining to the thing pertaining to you, for you or what you things that belong to you. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta answer them pertaining to something that belongs to you because I said I'm not gonna do it. You gotta do it. You need to do it. Well, well, uh, uh-uh. uh. Quit saying these passive things to make them think you you scared to defend yourself. As long as you say, well, you know, I'll put it there. If you don't let your yay be yay or your no be no, as long as you be passive about it, they're going to continue to come to you because they feel like they can continue to press the button to eventually win you over. And some of us, we fall for it. Well, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do it this time, but don't ask me again. And they saying to themselves, sucker. I'm gonna ask them. I'm gonna ask them later on when they quit when they uh forget about me asking them this time. It happens. Like I said, I've seen the people not just I had people talk to me in the jail. I've had people talk to me in the jail. Not just the officers either. I've had inmates throughout the years talk to me. I have siblings. I've been in the community for a long time. I have, like I said, I have people that sit down and tell me things. Growing up, I used to be at places. I had people that were from the streets. They would sit down. They would just talk to me, and I didn't even know them. They didn't know me, but they just talked to me about things. I'm like, wow, why me? And now I understand, okay, God, thank you. Because unknowingly, God was trying to school me about some things. That was preparing me for a moment like this to inform you, to inform myself, and to remind myself. See, being confident in your no. When you're confident in your no and you tell them your no, then 
even if they try to come back, no, stick to your guns. But when you start, well, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it, you end up changing your mind all the time. Then what happens, then they're like, oh, okay, see, they'll never respect you. And if they don't ever respect you, then they're going to continue to bully you or con you. They're going to continue to go to you because they feel like all I need to do is wear them down. Eventually, they'll give in. They'll give in. And guess what? They're right. So that's something we have to remember. We have to stop being fooled or being manipulated by people. And understand, whenever you feel like someone is taking advantage of you or trying to be unfair to you, you got to speak up, you got to defend yourself, you got to fight. When you are standing up for yourself, then that gains you respect. Most of the time when you continue to have people to come to you, when people continue to come to you all the time, a lot of time they may not respect you at the level that you should be respected. I didn't say they didn't respect you, but they don't respect you at the same level because if you think about it, let's just say they say they respect you. Okay. But yet still, they're going to always go to you. And even though you may have $5 in your pocket, you may have your last $5 and you go to church, you love the Lord, you're faithful to the church and all that stuff. But they got four or five unsaved people in their family they got money. Some of them may sell dope, but you know what they'll do? They won't go to the dope dealer in their family that got some money. They're going to go to you. <laughs> I mean, think about it. They're going to go. Look here. If they're going to get some money, hey, why don't you get some money from uh, people that got it from the devil? Why are you trying to milk this person right here? And all they got is $5. They still trying to make some ends meet for themselves. Well, you know, um, I, 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 I love my mom. When, when I get everything, I'm going I'm to I'm fix her up. I'm going to do right by her. I'm going to make sure that she's set. But you're stressing her out right now. We got to think. We can't be used by people. A lot of times the devil knows how to pull on our heartstrings. And sometimes what we do, we bail out some people. We bail out that family member. We bail out that kinfolk or that child or that uh, uh, that significant other that we trying to win their hearts to. We trying to bail them out and they're saying, you know, what happened? Well, you know, uh, we end up being left out, out to dry. Don't have anything. So, understand, you know, maybe you are that person who always tries to help people. Uh-oh. <clears throat> You're that person who may try to help people all the time. Well, I'm just trying to do the right thing in the eyesight of God. But like I said, did you consult God and ask him, is that the person you need to help? The Bible tells us we should always pray and not think, which means not to give up, not to lose heart. But also on the same token, we got to ask God, God, is that my assignment? Because God has us on an assignment. And everybody that comes to you ain't your assignment. That's the old saying, and I really, really, really thank God for the person who ever said this. But there's a, uh, we call it an old proverb. It may not be biblical or scriptural, but it's very applicable. Give a man a fish, you feed him a day. But teach a man how to fish, you feed him a lifetime. And so many times we give people fish, 
but we need to teach them how to fish. Because as long as you don't help them, see, as as long as you don't teach them how to get on their own feet, then they're going to continue to come to us. And instead of us being able to enjoy the fruits of our labor or enjoy our season years, then we end up continuing to help them, help them, help them, help them, and eventually they won't get it. I said this, I was saying it to my son some time ago, but I love my son. And matter of fact, got a chance to, you know, spend some time with him this weekend. I really, I really enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed myself. We had father-son talk. And one of the things I always told him, I said, I love him, but also on the same token, I know as much as I love him, I know he's not going to be my under my wing forever. In other words, he's under my care. Let's just say until he's 18. Let, you know what? I'm not going to even say 18. I'm going to bump it up to maybe let's say 21. He may be in my care for up to the age of 21. But I have to look at him, I have to look at him and looking at myself as I'm raising him to be more than just my son. I'm raising him to be potentially somebody's father or somebody's husband. First, somebody's husband first. Somebody's husband and somebody's father. See, because he may be under my care for, let's just say, 21 years, but let's just say if he gets married at the age of 22, and he's married for, let's just say, by the age of 62, he'll be married for 40 years. So that means that he'd been a husband longer than under my care for 21 years. So it's my responsibility, and this is not knocking his mother, but this is just, I'm saying as me, I'm speaking for myself. It's my responsibility as his father to help raise him as somebody's husband. In truth, his mother's doing a great job on her part, too. So I want to acknowledge that because some people, they be looking for something to gossip about. No, no, his mother's doing a great job, and I thank God for her. But my son may be somebody's husband at the age of 62. He may be somebody's husband longer than he has been in my care. So if I don't teach him, how to be somebody's husband, if I don't teach him how to be somebody's father, then he may be dependent upon me for the rest of his life. And then when it comes down to him being a father or him being a, a husband, then he may be dependent upon his wife to fulfill a void that he missed when I didn't teach him. So that's my responsibility as daddy. That's my responsibility as daddy. So I wanted to bring it up that we, as parents, we have to realize we love our children, but are we raising and grooming our children to be somebody's potential husband or wife? Are we raising them to be somebody's potential husband or wife or somebody's father or somebody's mother? Are we doing that? And that's something we have to understand. We have to understand this is something that is our responsibility for us to do. So 
when it boils down to it, maybe you are that person who always try to help, who always try to think for the last, think at the last minute, what can you do or what can you get out in return? Many times you end up getting cheated. Every time you may try to help somebody, every time you give, you give, you give, but you're the one that's spending your time, your energy, you're all over the place, you're running from town to town trying to help somebody, and guess what? You are burnt out. You have nothing. Now, one of the things we have to realize, as a steward of the things that belong to God, that God put us manager over, when we're doing what God has for us to do, it is fulfilling. Get this. Obedience is fulfilling. Disobedience leaves you empty or burnt out. See, a lot of times what we do, when we look at, I, I always use this analogy, when we look at the fiery, uh, uh, the fire, uh, see, the bushes that was on fire that Moses saw, the bushes were burning, but it was not consumed. And so when we see that, that's how God works within us. There's a burning that burns within us, but it never burns out. And so what happened when there's a burnout within us, then that means that there's some type of disobedience or some type of, uh, um, uh, if you want to say, order or some some type of thing that we have done outside of God's will or God's plan. Because God intends for us to have that burning without being burnt out. But if there's a burnt out, then that means that we have mismanaged or done something outside of God's order or God's will or desire pertaining to what he has for us to do. That's something for us to think about. So the other thing, who would take advantage of your friendship? and helping nature. That is why it is so important for us to verbalize and exercise saying no. Saying no. We always have to think. We always have to think before we say yes or before we agree to things. We listen to the whole story, the whole detail, but also understand the long and short-term consequences. Because a lot of times what happens, a lot of times we agree upon something without knowing the full detail. And when a person not very forthcoming about things, don't agree to it. When a person, when you have to pull information from a person, that means that they're trying to deliberately withhold something. In other words, wait a minute, they know that you're going to say no. So what they're going to have to do is tell the leave out key things to, what is that called? That's deception. Oh, wait a minute. So deception, that's the same thing what Satan did in the garden through the serpent. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. But also what we have to look at when a person is being deceptive form of witchcraft. Hmm. Something to think about. <laughs> so when a person not very forthcoming about something, just say no. And also, when a person not forthcoming about something, you need to watch them because that's revealing a characteristic flaw. So you have to ask questions. 
ask questions before you agree to something. You have to find out, and and sometimes you have to even backtrack to see and double check, verify. That's the word I'm trying to say. Verify is this is this legitimate? Hmm, need to find out something. Don't take a person's word. Find out for yourself. Find out. Do your homework. Do your due diligence. There are a lot of chances that you take a wrong decision when you are in pressure by someone. When you're feeling pressured to do something, don't do it. Because the Spirit of God, there's peace. But when there's pressure, there's a force that it, it try to make you feel like you got to. Uh, if you feel pressure, look here, God don't move by that. God don't move like that. So if you feel like somebody's making you do it, hey, you need to check them out. Check them out. Like I said, you have to learn to say no. It can be really tough for you to say no, but when you start saying it, you have to first at least try it. Try it by doing things that may seem, if you wanted to say, relatively small. You have to practice. Even if you look in the mirror, just say, no, 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 I can't do it. No, I, no I'm not going to do it. Hey, you might, might need to ask somebody else. I'm not going to do it. You start with something really small. Yes, it can be, you can uh, think that, hey, it may be easy, or I, 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 it's going to be kind of hard. May, maybe it won't be easy, but you got to do it. This is for your sake. It may seem uncomfortable, but I guarantee you, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Also, you got to set limitations. You got to set boundaries. You have to set healthy boundaries for yourself. In other words, don't make yourself so easily accessible for some people. Make sure, like I said, how people have to earn your trust. Well, people have to earn your access too. When people feel like they have easy access to, you know, just come by to your house and just drop by or just call you, always ask you for stuff, hey, you need to watch them because they, a lot of times they may be disrespectful towards your time or towards your possession or towards you. So you have to set boundaries, set limitations. Don't be so accessible. Also, when you feel like you have to, well, you know, I got to help them. And that's my nature, like I was saying earlier. That's my nature. Uh, you know, you know, God, God bless me. And, you know, most people, they'll throw scripture in there just for their own choosing. You know, God, God bless me to bless to bless others. Yeah, God bless you to bless others, but also God have assigned people that he wants you to bless. Did you ask God if this is the person that you want to bless? And also, did, if you, after you ask God, did you wait for his response? Well, well, no, well, no, uh-uh. Stop being fooled. This is something, this is something that God wants us to be able to be able to apply the scriptures to our lives so that way we can see the results of what we pray for. Because guess what? If you pray for God to bless you, how in the world you feel that God gonna bless you when you mismanage what He already have given you? So God listen, God may not trust you because He don't trust that you'll be able to be a good manager of what you asking him for. So 
if he knows that you're gonna be wasteful and put it into and put it into somebody's hand that's gonna advance Satan's kingdom, then guess what? God may say, Hey, look here, that's the weak link right there. Yeah, that person is my child, but that person is not obeying what I tell them. Because you can love God, but ultimately for you to obey God, that's what God wants you to do. Also, understand, like I, I mentioned earlier about a lot of times people may try to say these words, these kind words and these pleasantries. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really like you. You're, you're my friend, all this stuff. But understand, they may have a motive or an agenda. And also, a lot of times, when people always flattery towards you, watch them. Watch them. I'm not saying everybody that way, but you need to watch them. There are some people, oh, they have the gift of the gab. They know the right words to say to, hey, hey, how you doing? God, you know, matter of fact, I had this, I had this a couple of times. I, I used to go to this particular establishment, and all of a sudden, here comes somebody. Hey, how you doing, man? I don't even know them. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. God bless you, man. You like a blessed young man. Oh God, I see the power of God working over you. Oh, I see God got many things for you. And I'm listening. Like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, oh my, I see, oh my God, oh yes, I see the power. Of God. Yes, I see it right now. Yes, say, um, uh, you got twenty dollars like a hole. I'm like, wait a minute. This person up here trying to say all this stuff to butter me up, and now they want something out of me. Man, get on up out of here. You know, yeah. Some people they say all these passenger things just to butter you up, just for them to get what they want out of you. So that's something we have to understand. But also, when one thing I always say, um, I was I wrote down on here to continue to say yes at your own discomfort says more about you than the person who's trying to use you. A lot of times, when you always feel like you always got to help somebody, always got to help somebody, but you're the one that's always used. That says a lot about you and your not knowing who you are and your low self-esteem or not knowing who you are in God or even to yourself. You know, so many people, they're looking for people's approval. A lot of people, they, you know, they, 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 they're looking for love. They, they want to be accepted. So they'll, you know, they don't, they don't mind being used as long as they can be accepted. Uh-uh. No. No, you got to know who you are. Not through other people, but you got to know who you are on the outside of God, and you got to know for yourself. You can't let nobody validate who you are. God already validates you. You just got to accept it. You have to know who you are. Know who you are in the outside of God. Know who you are within yourself. Being able to be comfortable and be able to be comfortable in the person that's in the mirror. Be able to appreciate that person that's in the mirror. And understand People will come to you when you're vulnerable. So when you're dealing with insecurities and all that stuff, guess what? You're going to be one of the main ones that people come to to get what they can get out of you. That's how, that's how they are. Like I said, setting boundaries. Also, it's good to even just get some advice from people that are trusting, uh, godly trusting people. Look here, when... Somebody may ask you, hey, can you help me to do this? Can, you help, can I borrow this? Hey, if you to confide in somebody that's respectful, that's godly, that you can talk to and say, hey, somebody asked me I need, uh, if I can help them with this, that. what do you think? 
that person, first of all, you being able to have an accountability partner will help you in your walk with that way. You know, you might not be very strong at telling people no, but this person may help you. Hey, no, 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 no. See, now this person trying to use you. So you have to, that person may be able to help you with the confidence of saying no. You know, it's just like uh, training wheels on a bike. You may not be able to learn how to ride that uh, 10 speed bike, but first you got to start on the tricycle. So that's something for us to be able to look at. The other thing, even if somebody get mad because you told them no, so what? <laughs> In other words, let them go mad. That's for their benefit. Sometimes people got to put on, put on their big boy drawers or their big girl panties and be able to, hey, look at Look here, I did my job. Everything that I've taught you, now you got to apply for yourself. Now, look here, I'm not here to sign for you. Now, I've co-signed for you, but now it's time you get on your own. And it's one thing, and I'm not saying just automatically just kick them out, but if you have built them up to help them, uh, built them up by you helping them, and you have schooled them and everything, if you've done your part, now, if you've done your part, applaud yourself. But if they have not done their part by applying, hey, look here, that's not on you. The main thing, you did your part. And understand, people can't depend upon you forever because what happens if something happens to you, you you don't even have to die. It could be a situation where you're no longer to be an assistant to them. Hey, they got to stand on their own feet. So if people get mad, let them be mad. So what? Don't take it personal. Hey, especially, I've seen this, especially in the jail, I've seen a lot of the guys in the jail take advantage of their mothers and all that stuff. You know, their mother coming up, they, the mother getting off work at 5 o'clock and standing in that line for three hours to try to visit their baby for 15 minutes, and they they little favorite son cussing them out and put some on in my bus and all that stuff, you know. But if you notice, a lot of mothers, they go up there, sit up there in the jail to visit their son, but daddy, daddy ain't got time for that mess. You know why? Because that boy, that boy knows that he'll talk to his mama crazy, but he ain't going to talk to his daddy crazy because the daddy ain't going to put up with that mess. Just point blank. But, hey, that's a little extra. Also, there are some people you have to stay away from. Like I said, you can't be easy accessible to them. When the people are unable to take your no in the first place, then they can make, then you have to maintain some space and sometimes staying away from them. Yes, you can do this until or unless they are comfortable in talking about something else. There are some people just stay away from. You know, like I mentioned earlier about uh seeing the call ID, there are some people, it's okay not to answer the phone. Or if you do answer the phone, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Okay, you control the conversation because you already know that they want something from you. So when you pick up the phone, hello? Hey, hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. How's everything going at work? Everything going good? The kids going all right? Okay. All right. Man, it was good talking to you, man. Cut the conversation short. It was good talking to you, man. I'll get a chance to talk to you later. All right, take care. Boop. Hey, you got a chance to check to see how they were doing. Hey, sound like they weren't in distress. And hey, you let the phone hang up. <laughs> That's it. A couple of quick things. Before you do anything, 
before you say yes, think about the consequences. Like I said, a lot of time when we bail our people, when, they, when we think we bail them out of trouble, sometimes when we help them, we include ourselves into their trouble. So that's something to think about. And also, another thing, you should manage your time, your talent, your effort, your gifts, and your money. Like I said, Luke 12, 42 and 43 tells us to be a good steward or a good manager. Don't give the chance of deciding your time to someone else. Yes, you, when you feel that you like to have, excuse me, when you, yes, let me rephrase that. Yes, when you feel like you have no time and you need to rush, then just go for it. In other words, saying no. No one should decide your time nor your plans for the day. You own it. You own it. And also, last but not least, the last section I'm going to go to is this. In case you want to confront some of the people, take advantage of, or when you become aware that they have taken advantage of you or whatever, one thing we got to do is pray all the time. Stay prayerful. Pray for God to help you to be able to maintain your cool. Ask God to set the scene. Pray for yourself. Pray for them and pray for God to give you the verbiage. Because the worst thing that we can do is speak from our emotions. We need to be speaking from our spirit, not from our emotions. And like I said, when someone have used us or hurt us or whatever that, look here, it's easy. I don't care who you are. It's easy for us to speak in our flesh or sometimes in our emotions. But we got to make sure to not allow anybody to get us outside of our character. So we need to stay stay calm, be on guard, stay prayerful. Also, be direct. We got to be direct. We got to be direct. We got to be direct. Get short and to the point. Get Look here, you ain't got to explain all this stuff because the more you try to explain, the more that they're going to try to convince you and manipulate you about things. Don't even do all that. Be direct. Be to the point. Stick to your guns. Be true to yourself and stick to your identity. Stick with who you are. And also, in mind that this is your possession that God have you manager of. And so, with that being said, always realize, realize that it may be a process. It may be a process. You may fail the first time. Don't beat yourself up. You work on it because I guarantee you there's going to be another opportunity. <laughs> but for you not to, if you've allowed yourself to be used in the past, hey, you know what? It happens. It happens to most of us. I know it happened to me. But you know what? Life goes on. I have to forgive myself. Forgive that person. Forgive myself. But also on the same token, realize that there are some people, there are some people that, all they wanted to do was use you, use you. So there are some relationships that's going to end. There's going to be some relationship. Look here. The relationship was not built on love. It was built on being used. It was built on selfishness. So there are some people, you might, well, I lost a good friend. Well, actually, you were their friend. They weren't your friend. But you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that. No need to get angry. No need to hold on to unforgiveness. No, and not even hold on to any guilt. 
like I said, you have to create distance from people, some people, but also on the same token, you got to recognize the signs of a bad friend, not just for the present, but also for the future. Because remember, if you fail the test, you're going to have to take it over again. And sometimes the retakes are much harder than the original test. So we have to be on guard. We have to understand, like I said, we are God's children. This is God's property. We are God's possessions. And we are the managers, not the owners. And if God have entrusted that within us, then we got to understand God wanted to be the best steward and the obedient steward that he wanted us to do. Because ultimately, God did not want us to be a bad manager. In the Bible, it talks about the talents. It talks about the talents to one, to two, and the five. One, two, and five. Well, the one that had one buried it, and then the one that had two, look, they put into use. One that had five put into use. And then when the master came back, then what happened? He saw the one that only had one, he buried it. He wasted it. But the one that had the two and the five, it multiplied. And so understanding that God wanted to be a better steward, God don't, does not want us to be wasteful with the things that he has us responsible for. And when we give it to people outside of who God told us to give it to in the assignment, that's when we're being wasteful. So understand, God wants us to be a better steward and not allowing people to manipulate us or bully us to make us do something that we don't want to do or that we should not do. And be comfortable. And I'm telling you, God will give you the peace. If you tell somebody no, then God will give you the peace to be able to sleep at night. Because God does not want you to be used. God wants you to be able to have the abundant life that he has for you. So that's something that God wants us to uh, have and accept. And so understand that a friend that is using you is not a friend at all. And that friend will be a family member also. Even though you may be related by blood, but you may not be related by love. So before we uh, get ready to um, wrap it up, I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines right quick. Going to the first caller. Oh, welcome to Rick and My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Um, glad to have you on the air, sir. Uh, do you have anything to say? Well, yeah. Um... I mean, I just program always, and um, this is an important topic. Um, I've had uh, in the past, I've had people, you know, um, you know, get over on me and different things like that. But uh, one of the, the key things you said about discernment is um, uh, uh, going before God first before you make any decision, um, you know, or, or before you say that yes or before you say that no. You know, consult with God and, and um, you know, uh, use his principles, you know, um, as far as uh, reading your Bible, studying your Bible, and learning what uh, what's right and what's wrong, and just, just have a good understanding of, you know, uh, what he wants from us uh, before we make any decision. But definitely uh, learn how to say no because there's people that – you know, they're out there to take advantage of you. And what, another key thing you talked about was watching people's actions. And um, true enough, there's, spirit, uh, uh, there's a spirit of deception 
um, but their actions will show you what the uh, what the deception is if you just watch. So you know, give it some time before you say yes. Don't just you know, and then learn to say no. So no, I appreciate the show and uh, everything was great. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Um, you know, um, I'm learning. And a lot of things that um, is is looking is looking like a lot of things that God have us to talk about on the air and everything. There may be some things that I've encountered, or even there's some time where people may even just have a conversation with me and say, "Hey, how about you talk about this? How about you talk about that?" And I'm like, "Wow, you know, it made me think that you know what? Hmm, this this is something that as believers." This is the kind of conversation that we need to help us. This will help us to not just be saved. You know, I'll put it like this. Being saved, that's the easy part. But being able to walk out our salvation, that's what that's one of the things that we may need help with. And a lot of times right. we actually think, oh, being saved is hard. It's not actually hard. But what we right. do, we make it hard. And a lot of times we have made it hard because of our wrong ideology or sometimes mm-hmm. what people have thrust upon us saying, well, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And God said, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> you know, so, so that's, that's something that um I want us to uh, look at, but I, I really appreciate you and continue to keep us up in prayer and to be continued. Right, we'll yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Now. Okay. We're going to like, we go to like, there's another caller on here. Let's see, going there. Hello, welcome to Rigging My Heart. You on the air? How you doing today? Hello, you there? Okay, okay, this person out on there. So what we're gonna do now? I hope that there was something that was said to uh, help you to be able to really just be able to have the confidence to say no. Sometimes when you don't know what to do, just say no. Sometimes it's best to just say no. And also there are times, like I said, I mentioned earlier, some people say, well, I'm just going to pray about it. If you say you're going to pray about it, then you actually pray about it. Just don't say that as an excuse to avoid. No. If you're going to really pray about it, then you consult God about it. And after you consult God about it and he gives you the answer, then you tell that person. If God tells you, hey, go and help that person, then you go to that person. Don't You don't have to wait for that person to contact you. You contact that person. Hey, you know, I just want to let you know I prayed about it. And, uh, you know, God led me to go ahead and uh, get your help or find out what to do or how, you know, what you need or whatever. That, um, we're going to do it. That's something that you need to do. Or... If God, if you pray and God told you not to do it, then you contact that person. Be a person of integrity and let them know, well, you know, I'm uh, I'm, I'm choosing not to help, but uh, I just wanted to get back with you just to let you know. You know, that's it. And that person will respect you for getting back with them and telling them. That's something that we got to do. So as believers, we got to be people of integrity. Like I said, we got to be people of integrity and also people where our yes be yes and our no be no. So with that being said, we're going to get ready to um, get ready to pray. And if there's anything that may be on your heart, on your mind, we're going to give it to God. There's nothing too hard for God. Also, remember this, for those who may not be saved, if you're wondering, you know, what must you do to be saved? 
Romans 10 and 9 tells you, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's nothing too hard for God. Also, it doesn't matter how you were in your past. Give that to God. Like I said, you might have been the one that have been used, or you might have been the user. You might be right now. You might be, man, this is hitting on me. Not because of uh, 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 me learning, needs to know how to tell people no, but what if I was the one that was telling people, hey, hey, you know, I was the one that was using people. First of all, God can't forgive you. But also, even for you to make amends for those that you may have uh, burned the bridge, you know, hey, look at the mature thing is confront those people. Now, you can ask them to forgive you. Now, if they don't, if they don't forgive you, you did your part. But also, even in asking for forgiveness, acknowledge what you did wrong. Acknowledge it. Don't sugarcoat it. Acknowledge it. Hey, you know what? I made a mistake. I did this and did that. I know. I know that you were going to uh, give me some money, and that's why I asked you. But instead of me using the money for what you gave me the money for, I went on, I did this, I did that. You know, I want to tell you I apologize. I apologize. You know, be the person of integrity. That's what confession is. Like I mentioned earlier, confession. Confess the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, and believe the heart of God to raise from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Where in your confession, you admitting where you're at. Not just from the spiritual standpoint, but even from the uh, natural standpoint of how you may have used people. Talk to people. Be real with people. I guarantee you that right there will help people to have, you know, you can earn people trust. Now, it may not, it may not be overnight, but the key thing is, look, you got to start somewhere. Don't be avoiding people. Quit avoiding people. We're grown folks. I'm going to say it like this. We grown folks. So many of us, we we, we dodge. We almost like uh, 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 a dodge, dra- uh, dodge draft, uh, draft dodgers. Yeah, draft dodgers. We worse than draft dodgers. God wants us to be responsible. Own up to our mistakes. And also for those who may have uh, need prayer just pertaining to anything, there's nothing too hard for God. God is here to help us in every area of our lives. But God wanted to give him access into the areas of our life. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to hold up everything that's near and dear to our hearts and know there's nothing too hard for him. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you, first of all, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God, asking God to forgive us, God. Cleanse us and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you all to forgive us, God, and we thank you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you all to help us right now, God. To be the stewards that you help us to be right now, God. Help us, God, to be the good stewards right now, God. God, we acknowledge, God, we are the manager, God, but you are the owner, God. So, God, we ask God to help us, God, and give us the tools, God. Give us the instructions, God, to properly manage, God, what you own, God. Properly manage what you have given us responsibilities for and of right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God, that you give us the confidence, God. Give us the tools, God. Give us the strength, God, to be able to say yes 
when you say yes and say no, when you say no, and even to say wait, when you say wait right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we consult you in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God. We thank you, Lord, for being a reliable God trusting God right now. God, we even thank you, Lord, for being the God of many chances right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, helping us, God, even where we have felt that, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for being our strength right now, God, being our anchor, God, being our source right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, for those who are grieving, God, Touch their bodies right now, God. Touch their heart right now, God. Help them to understand right now, God, that we may be crying right now, but God, but God, you will wipe away every tear from our eyes right now, God. You will comfort our hearts. You will massage our hearts right now. You are the God of all comfort right now, God. And so, God, we ask God to help us right now, God. Even in the midst of our grief, God, even in the midst of our hurt, God, even in the midst of our uncertainty, God, even when we don't know, God, even when we don't understand, God, help us, God, to yet trust you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak in a word of confidence right now, God, for those who may feel weak, God, those who may feel like giving up right now, God, we speak in strength right now, God, we speak in endurance right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God, those who may feel like giving up right now, God, God, we speak of the coming that you're in right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we speak in the word of strength right now, God. We speak in confidence right now, God. We speak in God endurance right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may need physical healing right now, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak into the minds of your people right now, God. Those who have confused minds right now, God. Those who may have wavering minds right now, God. We speak in God that use mind right now, God. We speak in stability in the mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spirit of witchcraft right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bind every torturous spirit right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God, that you line up every cell, every tissue, every organ right now, God. Line up with healing and wholeness right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you help us to be a better steward right now, God. We speak in better stewardship right now, God. We speak in obedience, God, in the things that you help us to be in, God. We speak, God, that you help us, God, to hear your word, to apply, apply to our lives, God, and to obey it in our lives right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God that you help this nation right now, God. Not just America, God, but the nations as a whole right now, God. Every nation right now, God, that's under the sound of my voice right now, God. God, we speak, God, let cooler heads prevail, God. God, we speak, God, that, that you help your people right now, God. Help the people, God, and hold up, we hold up every branch, we hold up every government right now, God. Give them that desire to do the right thing unto you right now, God. Give them that desire right now, God, to do the right thing unto you right now, God. We bind every spirit a spirit of bickering right now, every selfish, manipulative, cunning spirit right now, every devilment that the devil may try to pull forth, we counsel his assignment right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, but most importantly, thank you, Lord, for who you are right now, God. You're a righteous God. You're a faithful God. You're a committable God. We, we thank you right now, God. We worship you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak in a spirit of freedom, of peace right now, of deliverance right now, 
God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God. We thank you right now, God. Those right now, God, who may be dealing with addiction, God. We're speaking, God, that you deliver them, set them free right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we holding up right now, God. We holding up Tammy right now, God. Tammy McDonald right now, God. We holding her up before you right now, God. Hold up. You know every need, every concern right now, God. We speaking, God, that you help right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God. Nikki Lynch right now, God. We speaking, God, that you hold her up before you right now, God. God, we speaking, God, healing in the body, healing them in the in the eyes right now, God. We speaking right now, God. Continue to help, God. Even Tracy right now, God. Hold her up before you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, even for confident right now, God. We even speaking, God confident, God, those who are hurting right now, God. God, we speaking, God, those who are grieving right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we holding up the Horton family, God. Holding up the Prater family, the Logan family right now, God. Holding them up before you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we even speak, God, even to the Fush family right now, God. The Calhoun family, God, we holding them up before you right now, God. In the name of the Flanagan family right now, God. Holding them up before you, God. God, we even holding up the Neal family, God. Holding them up before you right now, God, in the name of Jesus, hold them up right there. Hold them close to your bosom right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, for those who may need appointment, God. There are someone that's seeking appointment, God. God, them which way to go right now, God. God, them, God, them where to go right now, God. And get them preparation right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to praise and worship you like never before, God. And we thank you, Lord, for the results, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and most importantly for who you are right now, God. And we praise your name and it is done right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony being done right now, God. It is sealed right now, God. And we thank you and we praise you for it right now, God. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And God, we speaking right now, God, that you help us right now, God. The exercise that you have invested into us right now, God. Help it come out right now, God. Help it, God, and give us the opportunity, God, to praise you, God, even with the gifts and the talent that you have invested into us right now, God. And we thank you for it right now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen Amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, if you just want to uh, get in contact with me, you can feel free to contact me on Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook, um, Brother Prater, or uh, on Facebook, you can see my daily devotions and um, videos. Also, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Uh, you can see my videos and you can see my daily devotions. Also, you can see the pers- my personal appearances. Also, for those who um, want to go to the store section of my book, you can go to the store section where you can see my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood, or the book called The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. Uh, both of them I have available, and uh, you can feel free to purchase it, and I'll also be able to autograph and sign it to you, um, send it to you. I thank each and every one who are tuning in, and I appreciate everyone for y'all continued prayers, love, and support. So God bless you, and good night. Mm-hmm.